Kids Conversations by the Queen's Business Review. Here at QBR, we believe in illuminating topics of interest and celebrating the power of information. Throughout this academic year, join myself and QBR as we celebrate the diverse ideas and opinions of our graduating class. I'm your host, Suni Kosla, and this week I'm joined by Noor as we discuss one of the most popular topics in positive psychology, resilience. Hi, thanks so much for having me this week. Of course. Um, so where'd you get this idea? Yeah, I think like you mentioned, it's a pretty hot topic right now, and a lot of people seem to be um, talking about it, but I think that dealing with loss is an inevitable part of life, whether it's personal grief um, in my case, but I think at some point everyone experiences varying degrees of setbacks, and it kind of comes to the ability to deal with that that I think defines whether or not you're successful and growing from that failure. Um, so I think for me, the context of this topic was quite interesting, um, and personal experiences are kind of what led me to look into it further mm -hmm. um, to kind of understand some of the more psychological aspects um, of resilience and how to cope with it when you have to deal with it. Amazing. Um, in one line, like how would you describe or define resilience? I think most simply resilience uh, can be defined as the ability, the ability or the tendency to bounce back. Right. It's kind of a mental reservoir of strength um, and kind of how you deal with a setback. Um, whether in the context of this program that means a failure in recruiting or whether it's kind of dealing with um, you know, a failure in your own regard. I think what's unique about it is that it's totally subjective, I think, to your own um, mental expectations of, of what you'd like to achieve. I think what's interesting too is that, you know, no one's life is perfect and exactly. no, no course of anything is going to be as smooth as you probably anticipated. So everyone probably has to deal with it at some point in their life and it's kind of up to them how they take it. For sure. And I think that definitely, I mean, being in this program that I think it amplifies it to a certain degree, but I also think that the culture we live in being so highly attached to social media, it kind of projects this perception of perfection mm -hmm. that we're all expected to achieve and it's simply unrealistic. And so I think it kind of that amplified expectation, um, I think makes us feel a little bit more isolated in a lot of are quote-unquote failures, but also the expectations of achievement that are set for kind of us to strive for. Do you think failure has now become a little more normalized? Like I hear people talking about it a little more often than say when we were in first year. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I think if you were to ask me personally, I actually think that it's still, if not more, stigmatized mm -hmm. simply because of that whole um, public culture that we post our highlights and we don't talk about our failures. Um, so I think more broadly, I do actually think that it's more stigmatized and it, it leads to people feeling a little bit more isolated, a little bit more hesitant to discuss failures. I think my experience in this program would be that it's that conversation is starting to be had. I think mm -hmm. people are starting to be a little bit more open on the problematic aspects of the culture here and how that needs to change. Um, so I think it's kind of a fine line and it depends where you look. That's um, interesting. I think, you know, I've been off of social media for like two years now. So I think like for me, everything's looking a little better. <laughs> um, I think that's where I got that idea from. But I think, yeah, like the more open we are about these conversations, like obviously the less of a big deal um, it becomes. And it kind of like humanizes all of us. Like it reminds us, you know, that we're kind of all in the same boat. We're all dealing with the same things. And at the end of the day, the way that we decide to deal with them kind of, it does define you, right? No, absolutely. And I think that one of the most interesting 
um, outcomes of this has been kind of the resiliency advantage, which kind of denotes that highly resilient people um, who are flexible and they adapt quite easily, um, they thrive in constant change, um, and they effectively deal with bouncing back are ultimately more successful. So I think it's learning to fail, mm-hmm. um, you know, like learning to fall before you can learn to walk and kind of being comfortable with that uncertainty and that lack of context that really is what defines a lot of successful people. Yeah, so what do you coin some of the benefits for resilience, like, overall? I mean, I think that for me, like, personally, I didn't have a lot of experience with big failure before my undergraduate degree. And so I think it has been a huge learning process to be okay with not being the best or not doing super well at something that I wanted to achieve. It's funny because we all came in with the same mindset in first year. Like none of, or very few of us had dealt with, you know, personal failures like that. Like, I don't know. I can't remember like what my biggest failure when I was like a kid was, but you know, coming into commerce, I felt like every week I was dealing with something else. And, you know, resilience for me hasn't always just been academic. Um, I've told the story before, but like I was really, really sick in first year and the first, um, or like the most, I don't know, probable outcome for me was to probably take a year off. Um, but like, you know, I decided not to, and some would say that that was a good idea. Some would say that that's not. Um, but yeah, like for me, that was the context that I really learned, you know, what my definition or what resilience for me looked like. Um, so it's different for everyone. And sometimes it's academic, sometimes it's not. No, absolutely. And I think that, I mean, we could talk about like the health benefits and the physical (laughs) health benefits of dealing with resilience. But I think that if you're someone that's incapable of handling that, I think it's super problematic as you move forward, not only in terms of, you know, ensuring that you're successful, but also for taking risks, for living your life in the arena rather than on the sidelines, for kind of having the courage to be okay with, um, things that are uncertain Mm -hmm. and things that you can't control. And so I think for me, it's been this evolution in a mindset and how I approach things and how I live my life kind of on a day-to-day basis and kind of being more of someone who says yes rather than being scared and kind of shying away from things. Um, And so I think that that perspective on resilience and that perspective of failing, simply by putting the rest of the things in my life into perspective has allowed me to lead a more positive and like fulfilling life. Right. And you wouldn't say that your, you know, standard of performance has gone down, right? Like I feel like that's probably the biggest concern for people who, you know, are now starting to embrace failure a little bit more. They're like, oh, well, I'm not going to be the same person I was because now I'm just, you know, doing whatever I can and kind of failing sometimes. Absolutely. And I would argue that it goes up because you're yeah. taking more risks, you're taking you're, you know, accepting more the opportunities. Pool gets bigger. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you're learning from things that don't go so well mm-hmm. and you're taking that with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you wouldn't have tried, you wouldn't have had that like key learning or key takeaway. Absolutely. Forward. Yeah, no. It's funny, there are actually so many like health benefits to just being a resilient person. I think that's hilarious because well now it's like a normal part of many of our personalities that we can't even, yeah, distinguish. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, obviously it's been a journey. I would say that, you know, when I was 12 years old, I probably was not a resilient individual. Um, like, what are your, what's your advice on developing? Yeah, I think that's an interesting question. I think there's a common misconception that resilience is an immutable trait, that yeah. people have it or they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's simply not true. Um, I think of it as a muscle that can be built and developed over time. Yeah. Um, Do you think it takes a defining moment? I think that it helps. Yeah. Um, I think that it helps to have something. Like that's like a catalyst. Absolutely. For, yeah. Something, you know, as, as scary as it sounds, something big and awful mm-hmm. really shift you and really shake you. Uh, but I don't think it takes, it takes a big moment. Yeah. I think that over time, if you're cognizant of it, if you're actively working towards it, and we kind of mentioned earlier, but having that perspective of saying yes, of, yeah. of living in the arena, I think that it can be developed slowly but surely. I think uh, spontaneity also helps. Like, I've always been, like, someone who literally plans out when I'm going to shower today, like, when I'm totally. going to eat. And I feel like, I don't know, like, just being a little more flexible, obviously, like, increases risk. Like, I'm not going to have the same set-out schedule that I've always had. Um, but it's always been, like, super, super helpful for me. And it's it's something I'm trying a little more. And it's scary, but it's... Uh, starting to be a little more rewarding and that's something I'm starting to appreciate yeah and I think that whole uncertainty piece and like being okay with the ambiguity of I don't know what's gonna happen today but I'm gonna be okay with it I'm gonna roll with the punches and deal with it is is a really healthy perspective to take yeah so what are uh some of the traits that you see in resilient people um I think the largest thing for me is uh, the ability to deal with it in a healthy and positive way Mm -hmm. So when people fail, I find that there's often two reactions. One's kind of like wallowing that failure, like beating yourself up. (laughs) And that's okay (laughs) for a day or for an hour. But I think it's important to move on and look at that as a learning experience and Mm -hmm. like understand that you need to take something away from that. That it's a growth opportunity, not a failure. And how do you fail forward? I think also, um, you know, a lot of us in the face of failure will just block out certain emotions and I think that actually one of the most important things to do first is just accept how you feel like totally if you want to cry you cry like yeah. if you are actually fine like don't make a big deal out of it like Absolutely. just recognize where you are so that you know five ten days down the road it's not just hitting you yeah um, out of nowhere no for sure and you're processing how yeah. you're feeling in that moment and it's totally okay to feel knocked down that's super normal I always say like you can't control how you feel but you can control like what you do about it or exactly your moving forward and yeah, I think that's actually really important. And that's a really good point that it really boils down to a choice that mm-hmm. you have to make of ultimately how you want to look at and deal with that. That's one of the most like exciting parts of resilience. Like it's something that you can control. Absolutely. Like, and in a world where there's so many factors that we can't, um, yeah, it's it's like it's exciting for me. <laughs> for sure. And I think that when you talk about kind of being okay losing control, this is yeah. kind of where the power comes back because as you said, it is in your control and it is in your hands how you deal with it. Yeah. And I think for me, like I dealt with a really personal loss after first year and mm-hmm. those are things that are out of your control. Yeah. You can't handle, you can't, you know, control everything that happens in your life and things are going to be thrown at you, but it's how you ultimately deal with and cope with things that happen to you that defines you as a person. Do you think you've changed since then? Absolutely. Yeah? Um, I don't think you can remain the same person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's just a part of the evolution of life. And as you grow as a person, um, I think for me that when you talk about that big defining moment, that was definitely it for me. And Mm -hmm. I think that that kind of introduced me to 
what resilience even was, the importance yeah. of it, you know, looking into the psychological aspects of how to deal with it, the benefits of it, etc. And ultimately shifting my perspective to be someone who works on it every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for me, like I haven't had, you know, one specific moment, but I've had a lot of setbacks in the last like four years and, you know, probably will continue to for the rest of my life. Um, so it, ha- it has been something, you know, kind of like a muscle, like you said, that I've just been like working out a little bit more every time something comes along my way. Um, I think it's also important to, um, or interesting rather, that, you know, vulnerability now is a strength rather than a weakness. And, you know, I'd say that switched in the last like five years. Like it hasn't been, um, hasn't been the case like a long time ago at all. Yeah, there's a really famous uh, researcher by the name of Brene Brown, who has a popular Netflix um, special called The Call to Courage, Mm -hmm. Um, and I would highly recommend everyone (laughs) to watch it, but that's one of the things that she discusses, is that there's a pretty severe dichotomy that we're taught and socialized to believe that vulnerability and strength fall on opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. That we're told that kind of we need to be strong and we want to build the live these bold and courageous lives, but we're also taught that vulnerability is weakness. That yeah. you know, crying or showing emotion is not something that's celebrated um, in the society we live in, and it's super problematic because those things go hand in hand. Yeah, you, just gonna say like you need to be vulnerable to realize your strengths absolutely like, right um and if you're not able to be, be vulnerable and take risks and be okay that yeah not everything is gonna go well and sometimes you're gonna be rejected you're gonna be shut down like you're gonna be hurt by things yeah. that's the only way that you're gonna live boldly and fully and courageously it's almost like if you expect that this is a normal part of life like it really can't hurt you that much. Like, I'm just starting to think, like, if that's normal, then really, like, a rejection's gonna feel like, you know, not a big deal. Yeah, and I think that that kind of then ties into doing the self-work that you need to do do to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Be okay with the consequences of failing or whatnot because you're okay with who you are and you're comfortable enough to move forward with that. Yeah. Well, I think you've learned a lot over the past years. Like, you just sound like you have your whole life together. Absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. It was super fun. And we hope to hear from you soon. Bye.